right, hello everyone. Welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. And with me as always is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. I am on cloud nine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it, pal. I am uh, in cloud city, Lauren. <laughs> you're in cloud city, hanging with uh, Lando. I'm feeling and, uh, light and fuzzy. <laughs> light and fuzzy. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh... If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We're a Star Wars podcast that discusses anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it. Andrea, Yo. Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, dropped. Let's talk about it. This is what we're going to talk about here, folks. We're going to do a reaction recap of the first episode of season two, which is uh, chapter nine, The Marshal. The Marshal. Uh, Andrea, first thoughts on the entire episode? Solid. It's my word for episode, season two, episode one. A solid episode with storytelling. It was well constructed, the visuals, everything. It was just, it wasn't too much. I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel you know, underwhelmed. I, it was it was just a good episode. It, and there wasn't anything that like completely blew me away. I think a lot of things were expected, at least for us. And uh, yeah, it was it was a solid episode. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, let's just kind of talk about it just real quick and we'll kind of maybe, you know, dive into it a little deeper. So basically we find the Mandalorian goes to a planet, which I don't know the name of that first planet he was on where he never said. To- that uh, Cyclops character. Yeah, um, Gore Koresh. Gorg Koresh. So he Played finds by John Leguizamo. Was that his? That's what I... Oh, I thought yeah. it was Favreau at first. I really did. So did I for a minute. But then it said that it was John Leguizamo in order of, of appearance. So it had to have been him. That's so dope. I wonder I like if he was in the actual costume or if he was just voicing it. I mean, I would oh, like yeah. to think that he was probably president in the costume and it wasn't CG. So yeah, but I would, I, I could see in the costume. That would make sense for sure. That's cool. I I, I didn't, you know what? I don't, I don't know why I don't pay attention when like the, like with the characters and with the actor, like who's playing it, like, like that type of character. I just, I don't watch that at the end of the show. I probably should, should do that. But anyway, so he goes, sees that character. And what we find out is that that character has ties to Mandalorian armor. He's a collector. So Mando, Dindajaran, goes to see him and says, hey, can you help me find some Mandalorians? Obviously, it's kind of a setup. He tries to steal Mando's armor uh, to uh, no... uh, It didn't happen. (laughs) He did not get Mando's armor. No, uh, that was a great scene. And he finds out that there is a Mandalorian that is on Tatooine. And yes. Din Djarin doesn't believe it at first because he says he's been to that planet plenty of times. He has never seen another Mandalorian. So he's off to Tatooine. And then he sees the uh, character, I forget her name, from season five. Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Her character's her- name is Peli Moto. Pelimoto. So he goes to see Pelimoto again. I love her. Oh, I you could pull off. I think we said that before. You I could know. pull her off for the <laughs> for Halloween for and have a little baby. Yeah. Um, so we see her and she helps him 
uh, find most. I, I'm going to mispronounce it. What's the most polias? Most polias? Something like that. Hang on. I got it. I wrote it down because I knew that. I, I knew it was coming. I was going to mess it up. I knew. <laughs> we're not going to say it right. Yes. So That's I wrote it out. For exception. Most pelgos. Most pelgos. So she shows him where most pelgos is, although it's not really on the map. So he goes, he finds it. He runs into the guy that has the Mandalorian armor, who is the marshal, who is... Oh, you know what? We should probably start by this saying spoiler alerts, people. This is season two. <laughs> We're recapping everything. So this is spoiler. So if you haven't watched anything, I guess, yeah, stop right now. Just stop. Stop listening to us. Um, so he goes to uh, Mos Plagos. Pelgos. 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 <laughs> and he runs into... No other, nobody other than Cobb Vance. How did you think how, when you saw that? You know what's funny, though, is um, when I was watching the episode this morning. I got up early, watched it because I didn't want to get spoiled on Twitter or anything like that. And I had the captions on and it said Cobb Vance. I was like, <gasps> he didn't say his, say his, he didn't say his, his name yet at the time. Yeah. Just when he spoke first, it said Cobb Vance. I was like, oh, my God, it is him. Yeah. I was so freaking excited. So what did you think about seeing Cobb Vance? I thought high five to Lauren. She talked about this in a couple of our episodes. So Lauren keeping up with her, her canon reading and reading after, Aftermath and knowing all about Cobb Vance and wearing Boba Fett armor. I mean, honestly, I was surprised. I mean, I know that we heard that we were going to see someone in Boba Fett armor. We were going to see Boba Fett, all that stuff. I did not think that they would bring back like this tiny character and and follow like the canon um like books i didn't right, i did right. not think that they would pull from there i thought that they would just be like who cares we're going straight to boba fett you know yeah so i think it's sense. so i think it's sweet that they i thought it was really sweet that they followed it and kept that character um and brought it into like a mainstream show i think it's awesome yeah, shout out to obviously Chuck Wendig who did Aftermath and he created this character uh, and created a little, little bit of that backstory of him having Boba Fett's armor. Um, so which I I loved. So let, let's let's get through the episode and we'll kind of we'll we'll jump back to like the character. So yeah, he yeah, finds yeah. he fights Cobb Vanth. Um, what happens is obviously Mando wants the armor because he knows he's not a Mandalorian, a true Mandalorian. And then what happens is the village gets attacked by a um. Dragon, crate dragon. Mm -hmm. This is a crate dragon, right? Crate, crate dragon. dragon. So what happens is obviously Din Djarin, Cobb Vanth, the villagers, and the Tuscan Raiders, with the sand help of the Tuscan people. Raiders, the same people, they come together basically in the end and they kill the crate dragon. And the only thing that the Tuscan Raiders wanted was the the crate dragon itself, like the bones and like the meat. And then obviously, and then what was the deal was that they would not attack Cobb Vance um, village, uh, most Plagos anymore. So that was the deal. They struck it. And that was basically the, um, the episode. However, Andrea, at the very, very end, what do we see? We see the Mandalorian going on his speeder across the desert. We see two twin sons. We see a figure appear. Well, the rifle around. And who is it? Tamora Morrison. Boba freaking Fett. How did you feel about that? I loved it because 
You didn't want Boba Fett coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it was organic, though. So, okay. So, so that was the episode. Yeah. So that's the episode, people. It was a great episode. Great start to the season. I'm psyched because there's so many avenues they can do with this now. So let's jump into this. So let's start. Let's stay on Boba Fett. I liked how it was organic. It wasn't like shoved in at the very beginning or anything like that. You saw his armor. And I liked how the armor was like almost too big for Cobb yeah, Vance. Didn't fit him well at all. Right. And that and that's so and that's so a great kind of callback to well, not a callback, but like, you know, in Rebels we learn and, and probably in Clone Wars too, but Rebels just comes to my mind at first. That obviously this armor is passed down from generation to generation and they forge it to fit the person. Um, Sabine Wren talks about that in Rebels. So you can tell how, you know, it was not made for Cobb Vanth. It was totally not form fitting or anything like that. So it was cool to kind of see, you know, the the you could tell the difference of, you know, Din Djarin, who is a true Mandalorian armor forged to fit him versus a guy who's playing a Mandalorian um, that has no idea, you know, about their, you know, the, the Mandalorian way. So I liked that again, Boba Fett. I liked the, the very last scene of him kind of turning around and you see him walk by, he's bald, doesn't have any hair. I mean, he kind of looked to me like, was he playing? Was he trying to costume a um, Tuscan Raider? Like, because mm-hmm. he had like the big, st- I don't know, like I don't know, his outfit kind of gave me. Like- he did have a staff and a long Tuscan Raider rifle, but I'm yeah. sure that was the only thing he could acquire being out there. True. True, true, true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions go into obviously where he's been, what he's been doing. What has he been doing? And kind of, I mean, obviously you want to know, I say a lot of people ask, you know, why, why, you know, or the how, you know, how did he survive? How did he did, you know, how he did survived the uh, the Sarlacc Sarlacc. Pit. my question to me is what i come to think of first is why is he still on tatooine what has been drawing him and keeping him there is it just because he can't get off planet i mean he's a freaking bounty hunter a pretty darn good one why hasn't he left tatooine what has kept him there that's kind of my whole thing with boba fett now now that he's in play now that we know he's in the show um my question is, why is he in Tatooine still and why hasn't he not left? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a huge question because, you know, it seems like a characteristic of Star Wars characters is wanting to get revenge. <laughs> and to mm-hmm. and especially with mm-hmm. Boba Fett to go after people that wronged him, especially with him. You know, like when he was a kid and going after Mace Windu and all that stuff. Right, so you right. would think that he would have, you know, got all strapped again and then went after Han Solo or or whoever. I know it, it's kind of tough. I mean, maybe with Empire being over and a different kind of occupation around around the galaxy, who knows why he had to stay there. But I I hope we get a little bit of information on that. Um how he survived, my you know, my guess is he just the Sarlacc couldn't bite through the Beskar, couldn't get through the Beskar, and he squirmed his way that's out of it, point. and it yeah, spit it point. out, and that's how the Jawas got it. That's going to be, you know, my headcanon for that. So that, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Um, that obviously through the Beskar, because obviously in the episode, we see Din Djarin kind of go through the crate Dragon, and he survived. So it's very possible that obviously Boba Fett did the same thing as far as getting away because maybe the Beskar held up. 
Uh, maybe his jetpack worked too, because you brought it to my attention when we were just talking out, you know, before we started recording was that moment in the show where Din hits Cobb Vanth to get him out of the way was very similar to how Han Solo hit Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that was such a cool, I, I guess it could be an Easter egg, a callback, whatever you want to call it, but yeah, Din just hits him with the butt of his rifle and he just goes flying off just like Han Solo hits Boba with the butt of his rifle and he goes off into this Sarlacc pit. It was great. I thought, yeah, and it, but it took me two watches to notice that, honestly. But when I did notice it, um, it, it really was a great touch. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. Um, so we you know, we had those type of connections so far in the show, you know, in the in this first episode is amazing. But yeah, I think Boba Fett's going to be interesting kind of character now going forward within the show, because the question is, again, why is he still on Tatooine? And now my next kind of thought process is, is he going to help Din Djarin or is he going to prevent Din Djarin from doing what he needs to do in his quest of getting baby Yoda, the child, to uh, his kind? Whether that be his species or the Jedi, it seems to be on the more he wants to get him to the Jedi, kind of from conversations within the dialogue within this first episode, which we got a lot of in the second trailer of him saying, you know, he has to take him to, uh, he needs the help from Mandalorians to take him on his quest to get the baby to his kind, and that's the Jedi. So a lot of questions, and that's kind of my thing. Do you think Boba will help? Do you think Boba will hinder? Or do you think he will just be there? Man, uh, I don't know. I really, I'm fine with all three of those ways, honestly. Um, the thing that, you know, I wonder about is he's not a Mandalorian. Boba as we Fett know, right, 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 right. Mandalorian, as far as we know. As far unless, as we know. Unless after... Because he just stayed a bounty hunter, right? The entire time. That's what we saw as far from as the we Clone, know in Clone yeah, Wars. From yeah. the Clone Wars mm -hmm. up into the original trilogy. So do I think he's gonna team up with Mando? No, I don't. Because I don't believe he's a true Mandalorian. Yeah, I don't and that's and that's kind of the existential question almost is was Django Fett a Mandalorian? Was Boba you know, it's because that's don't, not really revealed either, as far as I know, in canon or obviously in the movies, that Jango Fett was a Mandalorian. He's wearing Mandalorian armor. It fits him pretty good, too. So, I mean, could you was argue he at that? one point? Yeah, like, was he a part of the Death Watch? Or Right. right. That's And these are great questions. And, man, I, I'm, oh, I'm, now that you said that, I could see that scenario maybe play out to where we find out maybe Jango Fett was part of the Mandalorian creed. Maybe he wasn't a true Mandalorian, wasn't born on Mandalore like um, Sabine Wren and characters like that, Bo-Katan. But maybe he was part of a, of the creed, very similar to how Din, you know, maybe they found him, brought him as a foundling. He joined um, their fighting corps and became a Mandalorian. I mean, remember, Mandalore changed from being warriors to being pacifists during the the yep. era of the Clone Wars. It's possible yep. that he was a Mandalorian, didn't like what was going on with Mandalore, then decided to leave. That's how he has his armor. 
I love how we're totally making all this stuff up. It's awesome. <laughs> but this is great speculation because, I mean, it. we don't really, that that is a question we really don't have an answer as far as I know. I'd have to go back through comic books. I don't think there's anything within comic books, novels, or anything that specifically says that, that Jango Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. I, I, now, is Boba Mandalorian? That could be you know, another debate to whether he's a true Mandalorian or not. I don't think he is because again, but where did he get that armor, you know, and how did he acquire that? Again, these are questions I hope we get answers to as well, because we don't know any of that, where he got that armor from and everything like that. And again, as far as we know, it fit him pretty good in the movie. So, I mean, it could have been, you know, something that he did acquire, um, by joining the the Mandalorian uh, fighting corps or something down the road, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Knows? He and do, these are really he does fun have questions. a signet on his armor, but I mean, it right. could be anything. I mean, true, right? But again, there are. I mean, how did he get that? You know? So yeah, there's t- tons of questions still with Boba Fett. Again, is he my favorite character? No, I've been, I've been, I've been on record. You can check the receipts, people. I am not a big Boba Fett, Boba Fett fan. I don't hate him. I'm just not a huge fan of him. But now that we are getting more background of his story, I mean, obviously we got a little bit of it in Clone Wars. Not a ton, but a little. I mean, we know that he's a son of Jango Fett, who is the the main um, clone that they use to create the, the template clone for army. the clones. I guess you could right. call. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that and we know that's, that was his dad and that he was not an altered clone, that that was Django's request is that he, he would have one unaltered clone and that was Boba. So, and then as far as in the clone wars, we know that, like you said earlier, he had revenge on his mind. He tried to go after Mace Windu and then he decided to become a bounty hunter. And during the clone wars, we did not see him wearing, I don't believe, any Beskar armor. No. Because I'm rethink I'm re like replaying in my mind right now the episode where he was with Asajj Ventress and that whole crew. No. Nope. And he did not have any any armor on. Nope. So again, where did he acquire that armor? Because uh, the next time we see him in comic books and whatnot, he has the armor. You know? So and here's another angle and we'll move on from Boba Fett, but there's another angle I want to talk about real quick. I was talking to some of my friends uh, from the Star Wars uh, Facebook group page. We have a uh, a chat going on for Mandalorian season two. And the idea got brought up about how, obviously you, we have discussed this before that, and you brought up that Luke Skywalker is the only Jedi in the galaxy, as far as we know at this Correct. moment. Yeah. So, and we know from the comic books that Boba Fett was looking for Luke Skywalker. And we know that he knows who Luke Skywalker is. Right. So could he be potentially the person to tell Din Djarin that you had to go find this person? Just trust me. Could he be the one? Because my guess, my big wild prediction, if you want to call it, is that Ahsoka, that Ahsoka eventually shows up at the very end of the season and she's the one that tells Din Djarin that you have to go find Luke Skywalker. Now, could Boba Fett be that person now, though, now that he's in play? What do you think? It's possible. I mean, he's he's in that tight little circle of, <laughs> of 
original trilogy characters, he gets you there. That's like a step to get to Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Mm -hmm. any of those people. If we go that route in The Mandalorian. Right. Which I hope, I mean, I've said it, I said it in our last episode that I obviously don't want a ton of cameos, like keep it simple and don't oversaturate the the, the show with all these cameos, you know, like these brief ones. Like, so my assumption is that this next episode we'll see Boba Fett. I think he'll be in it because I don't think we will leave Tatooine just yet because we haven't left yet. We didn't leave Tatooine. So I'm wondering if Boba Fett, you know, obviously confronts Din and says, hey, dude, that's my armor. Uh, And then does he ask for it back or does he just right. say, hey, keep it? Like, you know, that interaction. I think there there has to be an interaction between Din and Boba, I think, in the next episode before he leaves Tatooine. What do you think? Yeah, I would I would think so, just to keep it kind of like fluid. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, Mando mm-hmm. planet jumps like, like a, like a little, yeah, he like does. a little Yoda, baby Yoda jumping <laughs> cutie. <laughs> he you does. Know? So it's going to be interesting to see if we actually are off to have to win by the next episode or we're still there in the beginning. Cause very similar to episode one and two of the first season, how we kind of stayed in that, uh, planet. Yeah. We stayed there for a little bit yeah. in the first uh, first two episodes. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think overall, I loved, obviously, I loved it. Um, Cobb Vanth, I am so invested in this character now. I want more. I want a Black Series figure. I want a nice. bobblehead. I want a, I want it all, people. Give me all the Cobb Vanth material you can give me. Timothy Olfant nailed it i loved his like his take on the character it was very very cool um obviously i don't i don't know if we talked about this yet but his speeder was part of anakin's i think and i think you believe this as well is that that's part of anakin's old uh speeder from episode one absolutely it yeah, looked the, like it, right? It did. It looked like it was modified a little bit. Um, the top of it had like that that yellow um, mm-hmm. coloring, mm-hmm. so it did look like it was possibly e- Anakin's pod racer, which was dope. That yeah. that stuff is cool. Yeah, I mean, and then we had the red uh, red five R five R five show up. Uh, yeah, when she maybe uh, yeah maybe she, still has a bad motivator. <laughs> 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 so that that was cool to see that. So again, and then the um one of the things that stood up for me for this episode too um is the Tuscan Raiders. I know in season one we saw when he was on Tatooine they were using sign language and they weren't speaking uh those loud noises that we're used to. So we kind of got a mix of the sign language with the with their with their native tongue. I'm I'm digging this whole kind of sign language communication with the noises i love it i think it's it adds something cool to these to this background character group of characters you know like we've seen these tuscan raiders and you know in the movies but we see them as you know really quick quick glances or quick scenes now we're kind of getting kind of deep with it just like we kind of got deep with the jawas in in season one we're kind of going deep with these tuscan raiders the sand people i like it i'm digging it what did you think yeah, uh, their language, man. It was hard. 
It was yeah, hard. Yeah. That sound is kind of unappealing. <laughs> that growl and I mean, but it's it's the original sound of what you heard before in right, a new right. Um, and then also like in Attack of the Clones and all of that. So it was funny the when Cobb Vanth and Din were sitting around the fire with the Tuscan Raiders and they're like chit chatting. And I was thinking, man, Anakin would be like rolling around in his grave <laughs> if he saw <laughs> like, them being civilized and other people treating them like civilized creatures. But that's the best thing about it. Because to us, they were they were murderers and they were animals and, and you know, and it kind of comes down to that they're really uh, misunderstood. I mean, Tatooine is is their planet and the people that come on there and live in Mos Eisley and and live in Mos Pelgos, they're the ones that are invading and taking their water and doing all of that. So exactly like, like you're saying, to get a new perspective on the Tusken Raiders is pretty sweet. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I, you know, I like like the tiny little callbacks, like them traveling in in single line, you know, yep. to hide their numbers, just like yep. Obi Wan used to say, just like Obi Wan. Yep, all that stuff is cool. Seeing Mando on a Bantha, dope. that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. And the Banthas looked awesome, dude. They looked yeah. so cool. Yeah, the Bantha looked really, really good. Yeah, they did. They looked great. Um, yeah, just it, an overall great start to the season. I'm excited, you know, because, again, there's a lot of possibilities we can go with now. Now that they they didn't wait for the Boba Fett reveal later on, like they did it in episode one. So now that he's in play, I think there's just a lot of possibilities that they can uh, they can go with. So what what do you think moving forward into the season? Do you not, do you have a different perspective, obviously, with this one episode under our belt? Do you have any kind of different predictions now that you had going into season two? I don't really have any different predictions. My mind's still very open on what could happen. I don't want to analyze and deep dive and speculate too much mm-hmm. because then I, I get scared that I'm going to ruin the show for myself. Like no, I would I actually that. ruin it. <laughs> what I, I like is, you know, when I was doing my rewatch of season one, I was having a hard time rewatching it. I kept thinking like this show does not have rewatchability for me. And I can watch Star Wars movies over and over and over again. But there was just something about knowing what was happening in that storyline that just didn't really grab me again. It just didn't it didn't grab me. And then maybe it's because mm-hmm. we all we saw everything um, through the gallery series. Nothing Mm -hmm. was really like a secret, like the cards were all on the table. So I was thinking, man, is this show like really what everybody says it is? Is what I was thinking when I was doing my rewatch. Because I get really grouchy when people are like, oh, the Mandalorian is saving Star Wars. And I can't stand that stuff because to me, Star Wars Mm -hmm. is never dead. I don't think Disney crushed Star Wars. And I don't think that Disney is bringing Star Wars back to life through The Mandalorian. I just think it's a good addition to it. Now that I said that, watching this first episode of season two, it is exactly what I want Star Wars to be. Honestly, it has has reference to the books, has reference to the prequels, the original trilogy. Um, It's bringing in old characters, but still making it exciting. It's bringing in new characters. 
and um you know expanding the universe like we never thought it could have been expanded before to me it it's it was it really made me hopeful for this season i'm excited yeah i just the, the possibilities now i think are are, are very very uh, tons i mean there's just so many there's just so many ways they can take this show now you know and it's very exciting like you're saying it's brand new Star Wars, and it's something that we have no connection to. We don't have the original trilogy and prequels to kind of fall back on for maybe hints or whatever. I mean, yeah, cameos, maybe characters will show up that we are familiar with. But this story, this these characters, the main characters and everything like that are totally brand new. You know, I mean, it, to me, it's almost like watching Rebels where it's familiar, yet it's totally brand new yeah. storytelling at its finest. And I think this is what where we're going with Star Wars is this fantastic storytelling that Favreau and Filoni are telling right now is amazing stuff. Um, so for me, I think so heading into, I think, the rest of the season, uh, man, I mean, just so many possibilities. I mean, Boba Fett could be, like I said, he could be the one that says, hey, you got to go find Luke Skywalker, right? And maybe the rest of the season is trying to find somebody that knows where he is. Maybe I mean, that's, a, that's a huge possibility. I mean, it could or it could be where Boba Fett's like, you know what? I you're on your own. You know, I don't want to help you. Or maybe Boba Fett's, you know, turns in turns on Din Djarin for a reason. There's just so many possibilities, you know, there really and, is. And I mean, we can go to Luke Skywalker or we could find a new Jedi. I mean, think yeah, about it. True, when we found true. when when Kanan Jarrus was presented in Rebels, that was an amazing moment. That oh, was a so Jedi good. that we God, did not know that. about. Yep. And yep. he just fell into that category of characters that we connect to and love and and it it's I think we we could we could get another Jedi like that. I mean, they're hidden all over the galaxy. You know, the Inquisitors didn't didn't cap all of them so we could get a new jedi we could get luke skywalker we could get ahsoka i'm cool with all three of those yeah no i 100 percent agree i mean it'd be that'd be interesting to get a new jedi that would be a fascinating thing to do in the show and it would almost make sense because it, you are mixing now that you kind of have the jedi in play this season or at least you know that Din is looking for the Jedi, you could enter, you could put in a brand new character that then you can really branch out and put a whole different spin on, on, on that character and a whole different spin on the show. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. And just a really good point. Um, I just, I mean, I just, there's just so much to love about this, this first episode. And there's just, so much to kind of grab into, dive dip, dive deep into. You know, again, Cobb Vanth. God, I that I want so much more of that character now. It was amazing. Mandalorian. I mean, obviously he's evolving. I mean, his fighting style, you talked about it in our last episode. You wanted to see it better and you got it. That very Heck first yeah. scene. That was, that was amazing. That was amazing. I love how he was letting people punch him just so that they could hurt their own and hand. His head. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So that was, I mean, it, you you are seeing, you know, that character growth and develop 
And then you're seeing, you know, new characters, maybe not to us. Obviously, we know who Cobb Vanth is, but to have him kind of come into a show where now everybody, now a lot of people know who he is. It's not just book readers and book nerds or hardcore Star Wars fans like us know who Cobb Vanth is. Now people could be like, man, who is that guy? Now us as like hardcore nerds could be like, you should read this book and you'll get a little more detail. And then that just opens again. It opens the floodgates to people diving into books and things like that. What about the baby? I mean, he's the cutest thing ever. (laughs) I mean, I love it. I mean, he's, he's, he's adorable. I like that the baby didn't use the force. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I'm I'm glad they kept, they, again, they kept it simple with the baby. He did cute, he did cute things. You know, he closed his egg, his, his bed. That was hilarious. Yeah, it's still funny. He was hiding in the, uh, in the jar or not the the jar. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was just, he was just adorable as always. So, I mean, you gotta love it. I mean, that's just part of the charm. He doesn't have to do much to not be like, you know, a, a, a precious little thing. So, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. I liked how, um, he would just, you know, be sitting there between Mando's feet, you know, and he was, he was just so cute in that carrier, man. And then oh my I, God! Yeah, I loved when Amy Sedaris's um character saw him, and she goes, "Oh, thank the forest! I've yeah. been thinking about you." <laughs> Love it. And she's like, "How much for him?" No, yeah, I'm if he if he <laughs> separates, I I want in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they use that you know how they use the child now because. Again, we know in season one, he he has the force abilities. We've seen it. Do they push that envelope more or do they kind of rein it in a little and let Mandalorian kind of do more things in a way, if, if, I, if that makes sense? Like, instead of having the baby use the force all the time, obviously we need to see Din Djarin do things, you know? So I, I'm excited. I mean, this is going to be a great season. I, I honestly, as much as I love this first episode and... I, I just can't wait for this whole season now. Like I still don't know what's going to happen. And that's the beauty of it. Like, yeah, again, it's a great, it was a great start to the season and you know, it didn't give anything away as like what's going to happen throughout the season, which obviously, I mean, you're not supposed to, but I mean, but it was just a great setup to what I think the possibilities of where we could go with this again, especially with Boba Fett being shown so early Again, I, I'm assuming that we will still be on Tatooine in the beginning of the next episode. I, that's just my assumption. We haven't left yet, especially when you show Boba Fett. You can't just show him and then you are off planet. I guess I just, you know, you got to like have him interact with Din Djarin a little bit. So that's, I guess that's just where my thought is. So, you know, and then it's how he, how is he going to find other Mandalorians too, you know, I mean, is he just going to go back? I mean, first of all, is that guy from the very beginning, is he dead? Because he was hanging from the light post. Oh, man, he's so dead. We don't, but again, you don't know. You don't know, though. Could he go back to him and all that stuff? (laughs) There were a lot of those things. Oh, yeah, there were a ton of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got, and I know I I did not play uh, Knights of the Old Republic, but I know people were saying there's some uh, callbacks to that. Specifically, I think the Gamorrean fights. Uh, the, well, the crate dragon was a uh, callback to uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and also the the pearl of the crate dragon that the Tuscan Raiders pull out. Okay, yeah. So 
you know, I'm not familiar with Knights of the Old Republic. I'm not really into playing games, Star Wars games and stuff like that. So I did have to kind of go on Google and do a little research. So okay. that was like, I believe, a mission in Knights of the Old Republic to defeat the crate Dragon and to retrieve the, the Pearl. Oh, nice. And the reason for that is, I guess, so the Pearl is actually a kyber crystal. So the crate Dragons Ooh. would eat kyber crystals and then they would kind of build up um, and become like shiny and, and smooth. And they actually said that you can use those pearls as kyber crystals for lightsabers. And I also saw that there was a reference to the pearl in the Heir to the Empire book, which is now Ooh. canon. Is that true? Yeah, Heir to the Empire, um, as I look back at my books, it is a book. I, I don't think I haven't read that one yet. That's the one with Luke. Yeah, I got to read that one. But I, it is a book, though. There is an Heir to the Empire book. Yeah, so in that book, uh, there's someone who has Pearl of a crate Dragon and uses it for... Thanks. Hmm. Maybe they're well, a lightsaber. Again, I don't, don't want to make up stuff now. <laughs> as far as I go. That's going to be interesting to see if they even kind of touch on that anymore. Or is it just a cool kind of Easter, Easter egg Easter for egg, all, the, for yeah. all the uh, Knights of the Old Republic fans. Which is cool. That was awesome. I mean, again, small stuff that Filoni and uh, Favreau are doing. This is It's just such small payoffs that, again, hardcore fans notice and appreciate. You I mean, know, to see so, the Gamorreans fight, I thought was awesome. Was cool. I that just cool. watched Return of the Jedi the other day, and to see the Gamorreans that guard Jab Jabba's palace, and they're, like, completely out of shape. I mean, come on, right, these ones right, actually, right. like, look good and, you know, are tough. Fighting, so yeah. that that was really cool to um to see them like that. So I liked that. You know, there was just that first, that first sequence was great. Just... Seeing Mando and Baby Yoda's pram like coming out of the dark, the graffiti <laughs> was awesome. The artwork was awesome. You saw protocol droids, you saw stormtroopers. It was so cool. The fight, um, all the extras in there um, were just amazing. You know, the different types of species you got to see. I loved all of that. The fight sequence with, with Mando, exactly like what you said, Lauren. I wanted to see Mando step his fighting ability up, and he definitely did mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. he was. And oh, man, speaking of like upping abilities and crap, just looking really cool in this episode when Cobb Vanth and Din were flying around the crate dragon. Oh, my God. Yes. Dude, yes. That, was wild. that did not look so like good. wire work. And I know a lot of people complained about episode three when. The Mandos dropped in and the whole oh, this is the way thing happened. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. were like, you could totally tell they're on wires. Well, whatever. Of course they're on freaking wires. How how else how are they going to do it? Right, right. But what was dope is this time, I mean, it had, it was so fluid. The way that they landed was just amazing. Yeah, it dude, had like it a little stutter it to it. Good. It was so dope. I mean, that I was like, wow, that is so good. I loved it. So I, I, and the other thing is, it seems like the volume got bigger because Ooh, there were a yeah. lot of people and those huge banthas in that one area. So I believe they must have like upped how big the volume is because I'm sure they're still they using the volume. Yeah, you could tell. Like I was kind of looking now that I know like the volume is in like you know because of yeah. the gallery. 
you can i can sometimes i i caught myself catching like oh that i could see where like the volume was being used and like yeah. you know distance like i could tell that but it, it i mean it's not like overly like shocking or anything like that it was still looked great oh I mean, yeah the, the whole like set was still awesome because they still had to put things for people to interact with. So, I mean, like the, it, like the way back scenes and the sunsets and all that, that's definitely the volume, everything like that. But like the, the Banthas, I guarantee you were like live things and all that. Like, yeah, I mean, the volume is that that's going to change a lot of things. And as we know, the volume, they built similar, a similar thing in Atlanta for um, studios. I don't know. I don't know if it's the exact, like, I don't know if it's Disney made or whatever, but I do. I read an article a while back that says that like the studios in Atlanta built something very similar to the volume. So it's technology that obviously is going to be, I think, seen more. And it's because of the show, which, yeah, is, wild absolutely. Think, which is wild to think of. So um, anything else that you kind of that stood out to you in this episode or any kind of like theories now that you have developed because of of, of this of this episode. I want to say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it was super dope when that crate dragon came out and went right past the bantha and ate that guy. Oh, that was <laughs> hilarious! That was so funny, dude. It was so good, and the crate dragon looked amazing too. Yeah, he yeah you know? looked good. Looked good. Looked good. Yeah, I just um, I'm really excited. Uh, I I am bummed that. I mean, we know it's all filmed, man. Give it to us. Give it to us in a whole season. Let us binge it. I'm ready <laughs> to binge shows. I, and I kind of, I mean, again, it's a great debate. I, I, I'm digging the one, this one week thing, because again, it, it gives us this. It gives us people like you and I and all yeah. of our friends, podcasters and friends, alike, whoever gives us a whole week to be like, what did we just see? What can we digest from it? What can we speculate from it? And it just keeps the conversation going uh, for a whole week until we get the next episode. And then a whole new brand, you know, all brand new speculation and theories and predictions come in. So it's it's fun to see this week to week thing. I mean, I'm with you. I want to binge it. I want to, I want to know what happens. But it's fun that they're kind of doing it this way, though, for sure, I think. Yeah. The other thing is, is, you know, it was super Western-y, this episode. Loved you know, it, too. The, yeah. the dialogue, terrorizing, saying town, and I reckon, and what if they attack the school? Like, it was so Western. It yeah. was yeah. awesome. I loved that. I also liked seeing Mando on the speeder. It made me miss Toro. I was kind oh. of hoping maybe... <laughs> Mr. Calcan, we gotta come get back. Steel. We gotta get Steel. I'm gonna tweet at Steel. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna ask him. I, we need you to come on the show, and we really <laughs> want the true answers. Is if he's really a Toro fan or not? He's not a Toro fan. Answers. We want answers, Steel. We want answers. We're getting you on, buddy. Okay. So the other thing I was thinking about as well, too. So the Toro episode, right? In right. Season episode five. One. Yep. In season one. Okay, so the end of that episode when there's a figure walking up on Fennec and that character has a cling clang in their step. And that was kind of the indicator that maybe it was Boba Fett. Remember that? Mm-hmm, That's how that mm-hmm, sparked mm-hmm, all the Boba mm-hmm, Fett. Mm-hmm. Well, Cobb Vanth didn't have that cling clang and neither did Boba Fett or Tamora Morrison, whoever he's playing, didn't have the cling clang. That could be super minor, but it's just something that I did notice. 
I, you know what? I mean, it's, you know, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, Cobb Vance definitely didn't have that. So we know that's, that probably wasn't him. I think obviously, I mean, I think it's too early to know if that wasn't Tamora Morrison and Boba Fett yet. Maybe because it was all, we, all we, well, all we, hey, that, don't get me started on that. <laughs> that'd be freaking that'd amazing. Be dope. But I think it's too early to tell if that wasn't Boba because, I mean, all we did, it was the end of the, it was the end of the episode. We have the music going and then obviously we see him turn around and we see his Boba Fett. So I don't think we have a clear answer yet. I I think it, it it was him. I do. I do think it was him. Um Yeah. Now that we kind of see him lurking around in Tatooine's kind of badlands or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it makes sense that that is probably definitely him. Now what he did with Fennec, see again, this is how I think we will get into maybe the next episode of he comes to the Mandalorian. Maybe he tells them that he was he saw, you know, Fennec die. He was there. All that. like I mean, there could be conversations. So you can plug him in easily to have him interact with Din now. Easily. I mean, it, it's it's simple. I mean, obviously he has his old armor. He knows that he was bounty hunting Fennec and all that. Like he knows a lot of things. But again, my whole thing is, and I hope we get the answer is, you know, again. I think as fans, we obviously like to ask, and you know, this is definitely force the force center fan and me too, because I love that show and I love Joe and Ken and Jennifer. But I like how they always ask, you know, the 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 why instead of the how. You know, I mean, right for on. instance, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, how did how did um oh god, what's his name uh, Moff Gideon? How did Moff Gideon get the dark saber? Right? Yeah. It's a good question. But another great question, again, and this is why, again, Four Center, I love this is why I love listening to them because they put such a great spin on stuff. You know, the question, I think a, another needed question is why does he have the Darksaber? Yeah. Why did he want it? Why did he need it? Why did he take it? Everything like that. So again, absolutely. It's, it's again, so I go to the why. Why is Boba Fett still on Tatooine? Why didn't he leave? Why is he, I mean, is he literally stuck there? Is that why? Like he, I'm, again, my, my head cannon tells me he's a former bounty hunter. He can get off planet if he wants to easily. I think he can, but he chose to stay there. And I feel like it's for a reason. Maybe who knows? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just because he didn't want to leave. As simple as that. Maybe he just didn't want to leave Ted win because maybe of like you were saying now. earlier. Maybe it's farmer. Hey, moisture farmer. You never know. He could be peaceful life. Peaceful, <laughs> peaceful life. But again, I, I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, him just not wanting to leave Tatooine because of what was going on, like you were saying earlier. So, but yeah, I mean, great, just a freaking great episode. I, you know, I, when I saw the title of the episode called Marshall and I knew we were going to Tatooine, I knew we were getting Cobb Van. I, yeah. in my heart, I was like, we are getting him. Nice. I was so excited. And that Timothy, like I said, Timothy Olyphant killed it. He killed it. And obviously he said the same line that Cara Dune says, you know, I hope our paths cross again. And I hope that's, again, comes back to fruition down the road where he gets, you know, maybe he gets Cobb Vanth to help him out again uh, towards the end of the season. I would love that because I need more Cobb Vanth and Din Djarin teaming up because that was great. Great, 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 great. So. Uh, any last thoughts with the uh, with the season with the uh, season two episode one episode nine of the series the marshal? No man, 
I uh, I watched it four times today. <laughs> I only watched it twice. I got to watch it a few more times, man. It's just so it four good. times. It was great. It's oh god, I can't wait to dive deep. Yeah, I mean, and then we only got until next Friday, and we got another one. So, um, so yeah, guys, this was our kind of episode uh one of season two, kind of recap. I think you and I are still kind of debating what we want to do as far as maybe do this every week or yeah. do this, uh, do this just this one time, then maybe do a whole big review at the end. So we'll kind of feel it out. Um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, if it, maybe if there's like a really big episode, maybe we'll jump on. Uh, but for sure, we'll do a huge, huge, huge recap review of this of the season uh, at the end for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, we'll have to see how episode two you know, comes out. Yeah. Like, who knows? It com- could come out swinging like episode one and we might need to do another recap and just kind of spew out what's going on in our heads. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, I'm glad we did this because this was fun because this is, again, this is a great speculation. I know. And just, uh, this is this is this is why I love talking Star Wars with you specifically, but that's why I love talking Star Wars and I'm I'm hoping everybody uh, enjoys uh, our recap of the episode, too. So I don't feel uh, like I can talk to a casual fan about this episode without scaring the hell out of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about the lawless. Let me let me tell you about our five. <laughs> he is bad motivator. I was literally biting my tongue not to spew all this stuff out at my mom as we were watching it because I knew she just she cares, but she was just trying to enjoy herself watching the episode. The same thing with my parents. (laughs) There's so much like because I saw it like I so I woke up. I think I said earlier, but I woke up early this morning. Like I took a shower last night. Just I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get up early. I'm gonna watch this because I'm not getting spoiled kids sorry so this is gonna be my friday routine for a little bit dude when when i got up because i didn't get up till like 7 38 o'clock i saw that you texted me i didn't even unlock my phone (laughs) i just put it in my pocket and i was like i'm going downstairs to watch this (laughs) smart i like it i like it a lot but i did the same thing with my parents i was like uh so that character (laughs) you know that guy was from that thing and (laughs) red five yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) I loved it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our recap. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing this. So uh, we'll see what happens again. Yeah. Andrea and I will kind of take it maybe episode by episode. See if we want to dive deep into it. Uh, but like I said, for sure, we will do a huge, huge uh, series review uh, when this whole season wraps up. So uh, can't wait. Any last thoughts, Andrea? Gutierrez. No. Oh. I'm good. I feel I feel good. I feel better. I feel I feel like I could record for another hour, Lauren. I'm finally <laughs> getting back to back going to back normal. to work. I feel good. I'm scared about going back to work. I just Ugh, cut the grass yeah, today and my feet hurt because I haven't <laughs> moved for a month. I've been in yeah, the I same know. little area for a month. Uh, well, I'm glad Someone we're doing this, friend. Pray for me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I want force. you guys to tweet out at Andrea. I need this. <laughs> and just say, you know, at R2D2 steps and just Ooh. say hashtag prayers up. <laughs> hashtag prayers up. How's that? Hashtag prayers up. <laughs> but I'm feeling good. I'm glad we're um podcasting again. And yeah, for sure. We got some great content. So this is awesome. 
Yeah, and then obviously, uh, like we said before, we got some book reviews, guys. We got <laughs> we got a ton of book reviews to do. Oh my god, your mom just texted me. Let's read it oh, on air. Oh boy. You know, it's really funny how your um your mom had. Oh, she said, "Should I read this out loud?" I don't know. Is it is it Star Wars related? <laughs> That's Star Wars related. <laughs> yeah, it is. It actually um, is Star Wars related. Read it then. We're reading <laughs> it. Mandalorian episode is a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> Laura came over to watch it with us. This was Laura's second view. She was up at 6 a.m. to watch it before work. Laughing emoji. People. <laughs> this that's is... a live text. <laughs> that is. Oh, this is great. Oh, God. I hope people appreciate this on the podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> dope. <laughs> oh, DR comes through. That's fabulous. That's it's awesome. awesome. That's good stuff. This is what Mandalorian does, people. It brings families together. Brings families together. <laughs> Bringing families together. I'm going to text her. Right, guys, I just read that on the air. Yeah, you should tell her that. That'd be funny. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this. Uh, we will be back, obviously, with more episodes of maybe The Mandalorian. Definitely some book reviews, some other topics. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, so get excited. Um, you can follow us at The Galactic Pod on Twitter. And you can follow our episodes on uh, Apple Play, Google, Spotify, uh, Amazon Pod, iHeartRadio, Podbean. We're all over the place. So wherever podcasts are, uh, we're pretty much there. So uh, give us a follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. And then you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Nose on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D Two Step on Twitter. And as always, guys, may that force be with you. Always. Always. Always.